0: From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. Thursday night marks the annual congressional baseball game. The game dates back to the early part of the 20th century, and it went along in fits and starts before being revived as an annual rite of tradition by Roll Call's founder Sid Udane in 1962. Uh, Last year, it took on a little bit more significance because there was a shooting uh, at the Republican baseball practice. Steve Scalise, the majority whip, the Republican from Louisiana, was gravely injured. Uh, He survived. There were other members of the team uh, injured as well as a couple of Capitol Police officers. It made for a very emotional game last year. So one of the Capitol Police officers. That, that was, was injured in yesterday's,
1: yesterday's melee. Accepted the ball from Joe Torre and threw out the first pitch to Roberto Clemente Great. Jr.
0: Great. Yeah, the two the two police officers were wounded, but uh, were obviously uh, not seriously wounded, and uh, are here tonight. Uh, unfortunately, others are still in hospital. Uh, the most concern about uh, at the moment the most concern about Steve Scalise. We are. This is the first time that we will uh, witness this game in this post-shooting era. Uh, there is a lot to talk about with the game. It's it's fun. Uh, it has this now this new resonance, uh, and also we're in a midterm year, so we might see a lot of roster changes. And joining me to talk about this is Nathan Gonzalez, roll calls, elections analyst, and the editor and publisher of Inside Elections. Nathan, welcome to Political Theater.
1: Thank you for having me, particularly with baseball. Anytime you want to talk about baseball, I'll, I'll be here.
0: <laughs> and, and we get to combine it with politics, which is even better. Amazing. <laughs> so, you know, the, the base, annual baseball game has always been this, this thing that kind of grips Washington a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the practices start in late spring Uh, Sometimes it's difficult to get the practices because the weather can be fairly unpredictable in April, May, and June in in Washington. But it's a midsummer thing. They wait until the nationals are... Are gone for some sort of road trip, and then we have this—we have the spectacle of middle-aged, pri- primarily middle-aged men, uh, kind of acting out their baseball fantasies in a major league uh, venue. It hasn't always been that way. They've been in, you know, parks and recreation parks, the Four Mile Run Park, and you know, Bowie, Bowie Bay Sox Bowie, Bowie Bay Stadium. sox Stadium, yeah. for which I have seen you and your family uh, at. at uh, it's a great experience.
1: A I'm not, we're not sponsored by the Bowie Sox, but uh, it's a great experience but, out there. But perhaps we should be. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're open
0: to it. Um, but now they play they played at RFK for a few years after the Nationals uh, relocated from from Montreal and now they play at Nationals Park and so it's this this big thing and then with the shooting last year and you know really this sort of grave undertones because we didn't know if Scalise was going to make it or not um for for a while there you know it it has it's taken on more resonance i think for a lot of members of congress
1: yeah i think you're it, uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember when those roll, when those baseball practices, the only person other than the team were ro- uh, a roll call reporter. Right, uh, but now it's you know it's fun to see how the community. Both the congressional community and the Washington D.C. Hill community have kind of taken the game, and it's and it's gotten bigger, right? You know, just to show that it's a, a moment of solidarity, right. And so it's fun, and and um, you know, as just as a baseball fan, it's not quite the baseball you see at the major league level <laughs> or even at the double A level. Um, or but it's just fun, not to, even at the little league. It, level. <laughs> it's fun to see these members out of context, and you know that they're having a, a great time. And uh, you know, I
0: was thinking about some of the previous um, baseball games that we've been to. I mean, it does provide this moment of solidarity not just for the community around them but also the players themselves they a lot of times these guys are kind of arguing past one another uh, in in Congress uh, on the on the floor members of Congress don't seem to have as much contact as as they did say a couple of generations ago they, they don't spend as much time together uh, as, as they did but this is one of those occasions where they're on a they're on a field together and they're kind of grinding it out and and they shake hands afterwards and and there's this sort of homie if you if you will
1: one, one of my favorite moments a couple of years ago was I was on the field before the game kind of mingling with the players and the members and uh, Patrick Murphy the congressman from Florida was running for the Senate right. yeah he was actually besides Richmond one of Democrats better players because he'd played in college and uh, and he had a tracker he was in a competitive run for the Senate, a tracker was following him everywhere, including at the game. But there was this moment where a couple of his constituents, he went to the side of the field to the, where the stands are, and they wanted a picture with him. And the tracker took a break from actually filming every moment of his life to take <laughs> a picture of him with his constituents. Uh, so even though they were on opposite sides and wanted to see a different outcome, then it was uh, they came together in that moment.
0: It also, you know, it, I, I remember from that game, because I think actually you and I were on the field together at that game. Uh, I was... Uh, um, eulogizing Marty Sabo and Mike Oxley, who had both previous managers of the game, and they died within a couple months of one another. And so we we recognized that that moment uh, because they were such important fixtures of the game. But when Murphy uh, was pitching, uh, because Richmond's, I think uh, Cedric Richmond's shoulder was hurt, because he was still
1: coming off surgery. Coming off,
0: (laughs) yeah, coming off surgery, but still uh, wanted to pitch. Anyway, Patrick Murphy was was pitching, and some of the Republicans in the stand uh, started chanting Marco Rubio, and it was just who was, you know, eventually. Uh, you know, won <laughs> the, the election that year, and it was just this bizarre moment, you know, of of only in Washington.
1: <laughs> exactly, the lines are blurred between uh, these elect- these elections and the in the game itself.
0: Aside from just being a you know a, a a historical observer of the game and a baseball fan yourself, as I said, we've run into each other at multiple games, either at the major league or minor league level. Uh, the the uh, there are some political connotations here too. I mean, there are a number of people. Uh, who are on these two rosters for the Democrats and the Republicans who are not going to be there next year I mean th- all, we already know of some of them and then there are also some people who are on the the rosters who are in tough races let's let's go down the list of some of the familiar faces who will not be around for next year's baseball game yeah
1: if I if you just look at last year's starting Republican roster um, Ryan Costello, from Pennsylvania, starting shortstop, leadoff hitter. He's not running for re-election. His district got changed uh, by the by the state supreme court. Jeff Flake, the senator from Arizona, not running for re-election. He's been a center field uh, stalwart for for the Republicans, even though he went, right. even though he's been on. In both chambers, right. He was he played in the
0: House as well, I, b- I believe, and and played some third base at, at one point. Too. A rare
1: member like uh, John Ensign, I think, right. you know, also also did the same thing for a while. Uh, Ron DeSantis was a cleanup hitter last year. He's running for governor this year. I actually don't think he's even on the roster um, this year, as he as he focuses on that. Mike Bishop of Michigan is in a vulnerable re-election race. Uh, Tom Rooney of Florida not running for re-election. I know from talking with uh, Congressman Costello in the run-up to this game uh, that. Rooney, you know, he's a tall guy, he's a big guy he's also a big target for that infield to throw over to him, so Mm -hmm. he's going to be missed
0: Let me just take a moment and say also that if you're enjoying this podcast and my conversations with people like Nathan Gonzalez, uh, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One, and please, especially if you like it, rate us on iTunes
1: And then Rodney Davis uh, from Illinois, the catcher uh, he's in a vulnerable uh, position as well, and so you know majority of the starting lineup as well as up to a third of the republican roster could be gone before we get to next year's game and there are some vulnerable democrats as well
0: Joe Donnelly is, has been a fixture at first base for the Democrats. Uh, he's in a tough race himself.
1: Toss-up race uh, in you know in Indiana, uh, Democrats are going to lose Jared Polis, mm-hmm. uh, who when I look back at the stats, uh, friend Nathaniel Rakich has been, he's been doing a great job with uh, keeping track of the stats. You know, besides Cedric Richmond, Jared Polis is probably the mo- the best Democratic hitter, mm-hmm. and and he's not going to he has the most RBIs over the last six years because Richmond usually doesn't have a chance to drive in runs because they walk him all right. the time. Right. Um, But Polis is running for governor. So he's he's not going to be a member of Congress next year, even if he doesn't become governor. And uh, one other name that was on the team
0: last year, but is not this year, is uh, Pat Meehan, uh, who's a Republican member of Congress from Pennsylvania suburbs. And he resigned his seat earlier this year. But he was a pitcher and and was someone who was, um, you know, a fairly decent player. Right and uh, oh, and then Joe Barton, the manager of the Republicans as well, is yep. retiring after I mean, he's a been long a, career he's in Congress. Been
1: a fixture, a fixture in Congress, and a, and a fixture on the on the team. Roger
0: Williams, who is the coach uh, of, of the Republican uh, team, he's a Republican from Texas, and also is a former uh, professional baseball player himself. He was in the Brave system. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also injured at the shooting last year. He was not shot, but he was injured. Uh, and, but he is uh, looks to be the next manager of the, of the Republican team, and he'll be uh, playing, I guess, or I don't know if he'll be playing. I mean, we, we don't know exactly who will be playing or or subbing in uh, and, and so forth until we sometimes get to the game. But and,
1: and Lou Barletta. Pennsylvania has played in the past. I don't think he's on this year's roster. He's running for the Senate. It's an uphill battle, but he tried to break through in the Cincinnati Reds organization. Mm-hmm. I think right at the time where Ken Griffey Sr. and uh, there was a, a stacked Reds
0: lineup. One of the things that I've found interesting um, in in the way that the teams are structured is that the Republicans and Democrats definitely have different approaches. To who plays and who who gets on the team, the Democrats are, are a fairly choosy bunch. They've had a lot more success than the, the Republicans in the last decade. Uh, the, the the Republicans have only won one game in the last I think seven years at this point. Um, the, but the Democrats really ha- they have a smaller team and they I don't it, it's unclear if it's so much a tryout as they <laughs> they, they they only let people play who are, who seem to be pretty good. There's only one new player this year for the Democrats as Jimmy Gomez who's a uh, Democrat from the Los Angeles area in, in California but the Republicans like Barton has long just kind of let everybody play who wants to play and that has led to I mean there was speaking of Pat Meehan there was a, a sort of a blow up between the two men at one point because Meehan was pitching and Barton pulled him to bring somebody else in and there was this little dugout uh, argument between the two men and the, there's been some criticism of Barton that he plays too many people and, and it's not a it, – they, they, they're less competitive because it's sort of this little league kind of mentality of like let everybody play. And I think
1: – but part of it I think is a function of the elections too. I mean there are just more Republicans on the Hill. I think that the pool is bigger. Democrats had some players who came in in the twenty ten wave, and then uh, or in the two thousand and six two thousand and eight good Democratic years that were then swept out in twenty ten. I remember uh, Ohio Congressman John Bocheri, mm-hmm. who was a fast guy. I think he he played either Division two or NAI and had a stolen base record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he lost. You know he he wasn't surviving. And so it'll be interesting as if indeed Democrats win more seats in the House and their pool grows. Uh, if they're going to have more of a fight for playing time next year. Also, the, the I would say that also that there are, are
0: more women that are drifting back into the baseball-like realm, too. When Before there was a congressional softball game, we, we saw women on the rosters. Uh, Ileana Rozletnin, uh she was a, a baseball player. She played on the, on the Republican baseball team. Uh, Maria Cantwell, I believe, was also on the, on the team uh, for, for, Moore, for the Democrats. Shelley Moore Capito. Uh, um, the, yeah, and it, on the baseball team. And then when the softball team took off, when the softball game, uh, congressional softball women's team sort of took off, uh, they, they lost some players. But now they seem to be drifting back. Mia Love, a Republican from Utah who is also in a potentially competitive race, yeah. uh, she is going to play in both games. Uh, Ileana Rosletnin is, is, is only going to do softball now, and, and this will be her last year over, over at the softball team. But it's it's been kind of fascinating to see the as, as the demographics of, of Congress change, like what that does to the rosters as well.
1: Yeah. And with the elections, we've talked about who's going to lose, but there will be winners. There will be these new members. And uh, I know for Republicans, um, Anthony Gonzalez, a former wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, is likely to win in Ohio, the Jim Renacci open seat. And that made me think about the last time when Republicans were kind of in their heyday was when Another former NFL wide receiver, Steve Largent, was in Congress from Oklahoma. He won five games as a starting pitcher for, for the Republicans. And uh, I reached out to the Anthony Gonzalez campaign. I don't think he's played organized baseball uh, since before high school, but he is still a former pro athlete who ran a 4 at the NFL Combine, so he could bring some skills.
0: So uh, at the game, what are you going to be looking for? I mean, like these, we we have our choices, you know. Like we, because we, our attention, we can let it drift from the field at times. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you going to be looking at when you when you're you check the game? I, th-
1: I think the clever, you know, the clever chance that each side comes up with. I remember when the Democrats were harassing Rick Santorum uh, years ago um you know who's gonna get hurt <laughs> who's you know who's wearing there will probably be a number of members wearing too tight of pants uh, for their age uh but i i, I just think that having a, a good game with some good plays it benefits everyone
0: and w- one of the things that uh, memories sort of to end on i mean again the the Obviously, last year added a, a, a different tone to, to things. You know, a lot of people were very grateful that there wasn't more bloodshed and and that everybody kind of came out on on the <laughs> on the right end of things uh, last year. But a, the year before that, I remember that uh, Vance McAllister, who was a sort of scandal written uh, Republican from from Louisiana, and Cedric Richmond, who the kissing he, congressman. Yeah, he was the, yeah. Vance McAllister was the kissing congressman. He uh, was was caught up in a uh, footage of him uh, kissing a staff member on uh closed circuit television. He uh and and Cedric Richmond just had this like really nice moment after the game where they were just talking. I mean, there was just two kind of regular guys talking. Um, you know, obviously opposite ends of the political spectrum, but after the game, they they did what you would think that you would want people to do, which is get together and, you know, have a couple beers and have some have some food that's probably bad for you and and uh and then, you know, you live to fight politically another day.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very unique event where you have the members you have the staff you have lobbyists i i I enjoy finding members who aren't on the team they're just kind of wandering around the concourse or up in the stands randomly it's uh, i think it's a a special a special event
0: well nathan thanks for talking uh, with us about the baseball game and i'll see you there we'll be there i'm jason dick thank you for joining us for more on this and other stories including nathan's breakdown of the race ratings for the baseball rosters visit rollcall.com or find us on twitter at rollcall